What up, though? Y'all already know what this is. Respect the worst. If you don't respect the best, top tier podcast. I am Ledge. Chill with me. Gonna be a quick and easy pod, man. I got a lot of things to take care of. A lot of errands to run, <laughs> errands to run work, all that good shit. So it's gonna be quick and easy. Following this segment will be a quick Q&A segment with maybe one or two questions that I'm going to get through. But I wanted to talk about potential, the career potential of battle rap. And I don't think people really talk about the long-term goals for battle rap career-wise and just about it not applying to every battle rapper, but yet us whether it be supporters or fans or media, we try to put pressure on battle rappers from everywhere to take it as serious as we want them to take it. But let's just sit back and really analyze things and realize that everybody's goals and dreams aren't the same. And I think I'm starting to take a step back from even myself saying certain things like, yo, this battler should do this. If he wants this look, this battle doesn't make sense for his career. Because I got to realize, and I think we all do, especially me, at some point we got to kind of scale it back and realize all of these guys aren't in it for the same reasons. Maybe, case, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like most of the battle rappers see this as a legit career where they can really prosper long term. Maybe they don't see down the line this this business really being lucrative enough for them to really truly be a professional they're professional in the aspect of writing and coming up with this creative shit that not many humans can do but not professional enough to where big time sponsors is going to want to take a gamble on it network televisions want to consistently give them a look so they don't see the fruits of labor in that aspect to really prosper so I think that's why you get no shows constantly. That's why you get just bad performances and chokes and stumbles constantly. Also, it's why you get maybe some elite guys or guys that we feel like, oh, he shouldn't be battling this guy at this stage of his career. We also don't we we, we lose sight of real life situations. People are sick in somebody's family and need a couple of grand to get them through kids come into play you might <laughs> got a wedding coming up you just never know so the people goals in this could just be to provide for their family and not necessarily chase being a superstar maybe they're living off of the bread that they're getting in their content and they're fine with that because maybe they're doing something a little more lucrative on the other end and i know that sounds like a duh statement and all this shit is like yeah but i don't think you'll be surprised how many people lose sight of that when we're talking about battle rap, because we're so caught up in battle rap that we just be forgetting shit like the importance of real life situations that everybody isn't in it to be the best battle rapper in the world to get the greatest looks. They don't care about being on a gnome or summer madness. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people want to use this as a stepping stone to springboard into something else. Now, back in the day from early 2000s, even I will say up until now. But even still now, a lot of people in battle rap use this to springboard into making it into the industry, into mainstream music. Now, I think it's the lines are getting blurred and you can merge as somebody like a Sue Surf, Loaded Lux, Verb. Like these guys are making a name off being battle rappers who can make music 
but still confuse both fan bases, so to speak. Like, it don't have to be a separate thing. Like, okay, I only know you for making music. And this side is like, okay, I only know you for battle rap. You know, you can do it in a way where you can blend both and you can get paid and make a, a decent living off of both sides. So I think uh, that's one way to do it. But, you know, I look at somebody, for instance, like Danny Myers. As much as we want him to settle down, not oversaturate himself, look at the landscape, kind of know his worth, so to speak. But we that's just us talking, projecting our feelings on what he should do with his career. And a lot of times we lose sight of that. And I'm just like, damn, maybe he just loves. Well, of course, he loves battle rap, but maybe getting that bread is really the end goal. I know he calls himself the bar, quote unquote, God. But maybe it's not all about being the best at this to that extent to where he he's really going to take months off, create the best shit ever to smoke somebody important and then wind up battling like a loaded lux or some shit. Right. That's not the calculated plan for him. His his plan might be just to create as many memorable moments and like build a foundation as the guy who put on for all these leagues. So when you go to this league, you can't talk about this league starting from scratch without talking about Danny Myers. You can't talk about this league in Texas, their startup without talking about Danny Myers. You know, he can have that imprint where we're like all these leagues that are dope. Now Danny Myers don't touch them all before everybody. Maybe that's something he want to have over, you know, somebody that's a, that's a, a milestone that he's kind of creating for himself. Somebody like JC as well. You know, he had an opportunity to battle Loaded Lux. That's been well documented. But he battled, he ran into T-Top and Ilmac and things and <laughs> New Jersey twerk. And things changed for him. And I know he was still campaigning like it could still go down. And it might, it could, it's possible. Because he's on another streak where you can be like, okay, Lux might have to come out. You know, he's been on a decent tear this year. But I don't think his goals are to prove he's the best of all time. It may not be that. It might just be testing how good his pen is and just chilling and making music and doing other shit. So I just think we got to start keeping in mind of what people's goals are. And that ties right into leagues as well. And I want to talk about Gates of the Garden for a minute because I don't even want to say these guys' names, but it's been floating around, man. It's a battle with two individuals from Gates of the Garden. And I, the way it was promoted, it was even promoted by the league as this is the most disrespectful battle ever. And it didn't sit well with a lot of people. Now, I will say, me personally... If I was a battle rapper, if I was at the event, I wouldn't react to that shit. None of that shit is like dope to me. And I kind of take the approach of Iron Solomon. Shout out to Iron Solomon. He said this on Mav Hoffa's uh, My Expert Opinion, which is like quickly becoming my favorite show as far as battle rap content. Um, He said, I personally wouldn't do it. It's tasteless. It's not in my lane. It's not in my character. I couldn't sleep at night knowing I talked ill about somebody who's no longer with us. Talking about somebody's kid. But at the same time, I don't expect 
my moral high ground to be what to to be your moral high ground to be your status and to be you know i don't hold you to the same standards that i hold myself my expectations for you as a battle rapper are low when it comes to that so i accept whatever comes my way but i personally wouldn't do it and that's how i feel watching battle rap <clears throat> like when Briz was talking about loso and his religion and saying i'll make your you know your guy up above drink pee or whatever he said like uh some he was saying he was just mad disrespectful to jesus and all that like I'm not saying he shouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it. Well, and a lot of times the most disrespectful shit lyrically don't even be dope. It's like because it's you're trying to be so straightforward with the disrespect. You lose a sense of class with your pen. So these guys were just basically going back and forth. One guy's talking about, you know, leaving you where your dead daughter is. The other guy brings out a obituary of homeboy's aunt and spits on the obituary. And I'm just like, did y'all think this shit was like dope or was it just to be disrespectful? Because I feel like as an artist, if you're not trying to push levels of being dope and creatively like saying something that's fire, then you're kind of just wasting time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting the opponent's time. And you're wasting the people who paid. Like you think I paid to see you spit on somebody's obituary. And just say fuck her. And she can you know I smack her back to life. Or whatever he said. Like you think I paid my money for that. And, and that's what I'm talking about. The potential in battle rap ties into this. Because. What sponsor is going to touch, like, what real, like, what anybody who's, like, want to see what battle rap looks like at its highest level, you come across this, and, and fans are helping it go viral. Like, it's going viral, so, like, what sponsor is going to look at this and be like, damn, this is what battle rap is, this is what it's come to? So, I'm thinking about it long term, so I know a lot of people don't care about it, like, yo, we don't heard disrespectful shit like this before, but a lot of shit don't make waves like this throughout you know the internets and things like that now us as media we're helping it i'm even helping it by talking about it because a lot of people might not be aware of it but at the same time i feel like this awareness is needed because if it's not and people don't voice see the thing is and shout out to, i think if I, I forget his twitter handle pr dude am or something like that he was saying ignore it and he knows me like i'm usually i'm keeping battle rap and I do ignore this type of stuff. But the thing is, the it's like a reverse effect in battle rap. When you ignore something, people start to think it's okay. Like, oh, ain't nobody speak on it. Like, oh, shit. They got away with this. Then nobody made a big deal out of it. So in battle rap, it's kind of different. It's like if you speak on it and, and everybody showed you this pleasure, it might that. I'm talking about disrespectable uh happen but that line of disrespect being a obituaries out and spitting on i don't think that will happen again and um so yeah gates of the garden caught a lot of backlash and i feel like they're handling it poorly they're bringing up like arsenal and things like that so it's like a lack of accountability like if i get in trouble i'm not going to drag somebody else in it that did something years ago that's just not that's kind of tasteless and 
I feel like for the most part, Gacy Garden has dope matchups to to kind of resort to this. And I just don't like that it was titled the most disrespect. It was almost they was going for this theme. And to theme it like that was just weird to me when you got talented guys who show up and show out a lot on that league. Like Prep is over there often cooking. You know what I'm saying? So Dre Dennis, the the owner. He's on there often cooking. So to have this battle on there, just it kind of just created a circus, an unneeded circus. So I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm kind of not with it. But it is what it is. I just wish they handled it better once they got the backlash. They seem very defensive. And I get it. Your league doesn't get talked about a lot when it comes in the grand scheme of battle rap. I'm sure y'all do y'all numbers, y'all happy with whatever, but I'm just being realistic. Like it doesn't get talked about as much as it should. But again, I kind of got to put the pressure on you guys. Like you guys don't really reach out to people, you know, unless it's the biggest of the biggest mainstream media. Like the only time I ever seen Jay Dennis promoting thing was when he was on champion. Like when people tweet out his events, ask this and tag his page or tag the, the league's page, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter, they don't retweet shit. They'll be gone from Twitter for days. They'll be gone from Instagram. Like, they don't really help push their own shit. And then, like, because I, I seen him because Swave Seva said something, and he brung that up. Like, how you going to talk about boycotting my league? You don't support. Like, like, well, you don't even, like, my theme is support the supporters. Like, you don't even support the people that support you. So it's kind of like falling on deaf ears, but I hope this blows past because I hope this one battle doesn't diminish all the good that Gates of the Garden has done. They've had some dope battles like Loud Ties versus Ace Amin and Luke Castro was pretty good. Like, I don't want that to, I don't want people to say that, but at the same time, yeah, for battle rap to really have a career, got to be less of that, more quality, more professionalism. And also realizing that everybody isn't in it from the same reason. We should just focus on the ones who are going for that, who are going for that throne, who's trying to stick around. So we can show people that are coming up that are watching Battle Rap that low. Yo, there is a, a real life career in this if you look at this template. And the more guys we get that can reach that level, you know what I'm saying? The more people we can show, like, yo, this is the path you take to be a long-term battle rapper and make successful decisions and make a lucrative amount of money and prosper and take care of your loved ones. You know what I'm saying? So that was just my take on that. And um, I'm going to get to my Q&A and then get up out of here. All right. All right. All right. Q&A time, man. Y'all know what this is. Answering questions from all over social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Discord, shit, phone numbers. If I got your number, you shoot me a question, I'll answer on the show. And I'm going to start off with my brother MVP, Chicago, Chirac, Chi-Town, what up? He asks, once you're in the system, quote-unquote, without a family that's fortunate or financial stability, how do most brothers rehabilitate back into society without resorting back to what they know? When majority will be available, oh, excuse me, when, what will, when majority is what will be available are minimum wages, Nine to fives that can't cover day-to-day needs. Very good question. And I like this question because 
with these Q and A's, it doesn't have to be battle rap related. Like I, I would like to think I'm a well-versed individual. I can tackle certain subjects like this one. Although I haven't been, you know, in the system, very fortunate for that. So I'm not saying that like I'm sad about that. So, you know what I'm saying? But I will say that obviously if you're from certain areas, you know about it, you talk to people about it. Hell, I got family members caught up in that shit. So I can say this. There's one person that I came across that it was weird. This was this is how life is. All right. So I wasn't really into like voting early as a young, young adult. Like I'm 33 now. So I would say I was like 22, 23 at the time. And what they would do, like I had friends or family who were older and they would pay you just for like putting flyers or voting for this person on people's doors and shit. But they would break you off into groups and to, you know, to do different blocks. And so what happened was I was lined up with this one dude who was just really talkative. And he was just like, yo, uh, I'm so glad I'm doing this. And I'm like, we wasn't getting we was getting paid crumbs to do this, too. And, you know, as a young kid, you you don't you never think the money you get is enough money. Right. So he was just talking about how grateful he was. And then he was talking about how he was locked for a long time and he was talking about what he was going to do with his little nine to five, so to speak. He said a lot of dudes who come out and try to get paid immediately, they go about it wrong. A lot of people get a nine to five and hustle. Like you get the nine to five, but on the side you're hustling. A lot of people do that now still too. He said, what I'm going to do and what needs to be done is treat the nine to five as the hustle. Like, you know, don't just resort at the beginning, of course, you wanted to pay bills and, you know, pay for the important things that matter to you as far as priorities are concerned. But he also said, I'm going to flip the nine to five. I'm going to save up and go after what I really want to go after that I know is going to be much more lucrative so I can quit that nine to five. So I would say <laughs> whatever your passion it is, I would say get a nine to five and save up and attack that passion just like somebody who wasn't in the system you know what i'm saying so like a lot of people who are successful or a lot of people who are attacking their dreams and you know reaching heights started off with a nine to five and they never been in the system at all hell like you know i've done it people have done it and it made a lot of sense because years later i go to a restaurant <laughs> and it's his restaurant it's like a little soul food joint. And he and he looked at me like I know you from somewhere. And I couldn't put I couldn't put I couldn't put it like a finger on it. Pause, I guess, if necessary. And he was just like, was you around the time when we was passing out flyers voting? I just looked at him and smiled like, yo, are you kidding me? Like, welcome to my shit. And I, I thought it was dope. Like He flipped that into a business. He said he saved up. Um, he was paying bills with some of it and other shit. He was just stashing and looking into buildings and like, and not, not necessarily saying that's going to happen to, to who, whoever this applies to, but it, a lot worse have a lot. I guess I will say a lot of more unpredictable, unrealistic things have became realistic. You know what I'm saying? So this isn't extremely far-fetched. It could happen. But I thought that was something dope that I never really thought about. But 
yeah, a lot of people who come from out of the out and all that shit, they usually get a nine to five and a side hustle, but never really use the nine to five as the hustle. And a lot of times it's first of all, it's legal. You ain't getting into no trouble, but you still hustling, you still flipping. So, you know, that would be the piece of advice I guess I would give to that question would be some un <laughs> unknown advice that I didn't even know I was going to get that day. And it wasn't necessarily for me to use. It was just something he was just throwing out there for that he was going to do. He was projecting. I like when people speak shit into existence and then it works. So, yeah, man, that would be that would be my question. I mean, that would be my answer to the question. Appreciate you, MVP, Chirac, Chi-Town. It's dope, man. Another question and the last question. This is from Twitter. Selvin Q at Sel underscore choir, S-E-L underscore choirs question was just simple um what is it oh yeah do you have a favorite music producer if so who and why i don't really but i know i did for a stretch of my life like i was like i'm 33 now so early 2000s the mid 2000s when i was really out and about hanging as a young teen to a young adult and all that and during that time like jay is my favorite rapper I think he's the best of all time. Rockefeller was running shit during that late nineties, early two thousands, along with others, Gene Union and Dipset and Nelly M. So I'm not gonna say they was single handedly running shit. It was a big part of the rap landscape. And the beats that was coming out of there, whether it was Kanye, Timbo, but most importantly, just Blaze. During that time, you couldn't tell me there was a better producer than him just with the drum patterns, the drum, like, act, the kicks he were using, the instrumentation, like, that Hovey Baby song, like, the way he's killing those drums, bruh, it was crazy. So, I would say during a, strong, a, long, a large stretch of my upbringing, I would say just Blaze. Overall, I would probably say, I always loved DJ Premier, those scratches, and Alchemist. You know, I, I definitely was into... Dilla being from Detroit and later Kanye who kind of you know was inspired by a lot of Dilla shit so I would say there was there's not one in particular but I would say the person who I was listening to a lot for the longest period outside of DJ Premier who's like always been around well I would say Jess Blaze alright so appreciate the question and um if you if you guys ever have more for Q&A, don't be scared to ask. Y'all don't even have to wait for me to say, yo, it's Q&A time on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Just be like, yo, this is a Q&A question and just drop it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times I am on Twitter. Follow me at Podtier, P-O-D-T-I-E-R. And I'll save your question and answer it for whenever I do the segment again. And yeah, it's like that. So I'm out of here. I got to run. Appreciate it. Check out my interviews on YouTube. I'm doing interviews, recaps, predictions all on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out. Did one with O. Weston. If you don't know him, he is the owner, creator of Street Status. So he is a legend. Yeah, yeah, that's the lead that had your early stages of Averb, Young Ill, uh, B. Magic, and Hitman Holler. All those St. Louis guys. We had a really great conversation. Knew him for a minute. Dope, dope, dope. Interview racks up and coming out of Dallas, Texas. Battle just dropped on URL TV. Dope, dope, dope. Got more interviews along the way. Got a lot of other stuff, man. Predictions. I'm going live. All that dope shit. Subscribe to the channel. 
Uh, keep tuning in to the podcast. I appreciate the donations that's been coming through. It really, really helps. Y'all don't understand. Like, I haven't even touched anything that y'all gave me because I'm waiting to save it. And it's going to be for a really good. It's going to be for a really good show. I'm going to get it. Camera travel. I'm going to get an interview with somebody very important. And it's going to be dedicated. And each person, like I said, if you donated, let me know what you donated. Show me a screenshot. So when I do this, this is going to be something very special. And I'm going to shout you guys out live with some very important people. I'm telling you, it's good. your money is going to be worth it. But if you don't and you still support the show, salute to you too. Y'all know me. I'm not going to ever be mad at that. If you don't got it, you just don't got it. I know that that struggle for real too. So it's all good. All right. Um, shout out to everybody all over the globe again, Sweden, Germany, Japan, UK, everywhere, Brazil, I seen, uh, Norway, Australia, New Zealand. Like I said, if you guys from all over the country, different countries, uh, want to holler at me, DM me, let me know that y'all tuning in. I appreciate it. A lot of cats from Nigeria as well. So this is, this is crazy. It's crazy right now. Appreciate it. I'm gone. Tune in. Have a great weekend. And as always, keep it battle rap, love.